You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great night wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. All my people at work, all my people at home, my people at school, my people getting to the money. My people, well, not, I don't, hey, Shep, I, I can't say people stealing money, right? I can't say that. Uh, people do it, but you can't say that. Yeah, the people stealing money at work, congratulations, I'm here with you. I ain't stealing money. Shep's not stealing money. We earning our cash. Anyway, we'll be hanging out with you for the next three hours. I've been sitting here for an hour already. It's a four-hour show. I get going every single weeknight at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. If you want to listen to every minute, if you want to listen to every second, you hit Rewind on the free Odyssey app. It's, it's not that difficult to do. Thank you to everybody on your local affiliates tuning in live. Stations all over the country. Just spoke to somebody from Vancouver. I'm coming to you from Georgia. Shep is up in New York. We got people in San Diego and San Antonio and Wisconsin and Idaho and Buffalo and Florida. Shout outs to our occasional caller who hits us up from Bulgaria. Hello, Bulgaria. People are everywhere. Shout outs to you. Anyway, first hour of the show, we talked about Anthony Richardson. Indianapolis Colts said, hey, man, you're the starting quarterback. Even Anthony Richardson could not believe it. He said he was shocked. Take a listen to this guy. Honestly, I was shocked. You know, uh, I've been grinding and putting in work just to, you know, get the title. But, you know, it's not really all about a title. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I'm ready for the team. You know, despite, you know, being labeled as QB1, you know, I still got other guys in the room helping me, you know, get to that standard. So I'm forever thankful for them. You know, I appreciate them, and I'm glad, you know, I did get the nod, and, you know, I do have the, the trust in, the, in everybody in the building to think that I am QB1. Hey, look, this is just me. And, of course, it's me. I, I'm, I'm the dude sitting here giving his opinion. What the hell is a rush to play the guy? There's none. Indianapolis Colts aren't winning anything this season. What's the difference between him sitting down for two games and starting 15 or however many? Let him get both experiences. Now he could potentially be in line for a yo-yo. They throw him out there to start, and if he sucks, now they got to you know put him on the bench for him to watch. Just, just let, him, let him get benched from the get-go. Let him, let him sit and watch and then go play. And two experiences out the gate, better than one. So congratulations, to Anthony Richardson, I certainly hope it works out for him. This dude is like Derrick Henry and Cam Newton with RG3's speed, which is just ridiculous. Speaking of speed, this dude is an MLS. He is playing at his own speed. His name? Lionel Messi. Tonight, for Miami, again, he scores another goal. Again, six games. Nine goals. Miami beats the Philadelphia Union, and Messi scored the second goal to make the game two to nothing. Ultimately, they won four to one. Hey, listen to Lionel Messi. You might as well get used to this. This is courtesy of Apple TV. Kristoff into the feet of Martinez has time to turn into Messi. Advantage play. Messi driving forward. Messi from distance. He's great. 
he is. He's doing exactly what MLS wants. He's doing exactly what the, the soccer world here in the U.S. wants. He's bringing attention to the game. Here, please believe this. If Messi wasn't playing in America right now, I wouldn't be talking about MLS. I wouldn't be talking about Miami. Miami is one of the worst teams in MLS since Messi showed up. They're now undefeated. <laughs> They're going on to one of these uh, interseason cup games, the League's Cup. Like, we wouldn't be talking about MLS if Messi wasn't here. Get used to it, folks. World Cup is coming here 2026. Get used to it. The Braves beat up the Yankees tonight 5 to nothing. Congratulations to the Braves. The Yankees, oh my God, they're, they're 60 and 60. The world is going to collapse onto itself. They haven't been this bad since 1995. But at least Messi is here. Something to be positive about. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. As we continue on with the show, you know, Messi is one legend. We'll talk about another legend. His name is, is Dwayne Wade. You know, last night we didn't have an opportunity to really dive into it. I want to talk about Dwayne Wade and, and his Hall of Fame speech, showing a lot of love to his dad. Uh, unfortunately, this is the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, Michael Orr, I'm sure by now you've heard about his beef with his, I guess, former not-adopted parents and, and all the craziness going on there. Uh, speaking of soccer, Neymar is going to Saudi Arabia Uh, The WNBA scoring is up. Lamar Jackson trying to put up points with the Ravens, and now he has some input uh, on the offense. Brock Purdy, he's been given the full go-ahead without restriction here uh, with the 49ers. So we we got a lot to get into. Uh, We got callers who have been waiting patiently on the lines. Let's talk to them, and then we'll get into Dwayne Wade and the situation with Michael Orr, which, which continues to progress now. The family, the family is hitting back at him. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Bob. Bob is calling from Michigan. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Bob? Hey, how you doing? Um, you know, I wanted to kick around in this era of the running quarterback, and it really is an era right now. The quarterbacks are two for one. They play two positions, so they're making big money, and they don't really need the great running backs. So, but if you don't have a running quarterback like my Lions, you know, uh, Goff doesn't run. So they still have a lot of running backs, and they're young and deep. And But Goff played all 17 games last year. Most of the running quarterbacks last year missed at least a couple of games. Not all of them, but most all of them. Um, so, and, and uh, I agree with that with you when you say they're throwing the rookie quarterbacks right to the wolves, you know, um, if they're in trouble, if the game's fast, run your way out of it, use those legs and uh, it'll be exciting, but Holy moly, that they come and go quick sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's everybody wants ROI. I mean, look at, look at, this is a perfect example. What just happened with Jalen hurts and the Eagles. We know Jalen Hurts had to, to kind of buy his time until he finally got his shot as the Eagles starter. He had to prove himself that mm-hmm. he was going to be the Eagles starter. And he did it on, on a discount because of uh, his time coming out of college and being demoted. And then he took him to the Super Bowl. Let's really think about this. The Eagles almost won the Super Bowl 
and now they have to pay Jalen Hurts. Oh. You know, he wasn't making no $50 million per year when they went last year. And so teams want to strike before they have to write these big deals. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals are another example. Joe Burrow hasn't even signed his second contract yet, and he's going to be on the precipice of making more than Herbert, probably 51, 52, 53, 54. So, hey, they want a return on the investment, and they want that return to come quick. It ain't no wasting time on that. 855-212-4CBS. Anthony's calling from Baltimore. Hey, J.I., uh, you, 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 you're in a uh, workhorse of uh, broadcast, sports broadcasting, bro. Uh, uh, congrats to you and your success. Well, thank you. What's up? Uh, I got a comment on uh, 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 the decision made by the kingpin or uh, a, a drug abuser uh, owner, coach owner, Jim Irsay. Okay. Um, He's setting this guy up for failure. Um, studies have found that sports broadcasts is more likely to attribute a black quarterback's success to superior athleticism attributes versus a white quarterback's success to superior intellect. Uh, we, we were deemed uh, incompetent in the 80s. Um, like Ben Evans, quarterbacks like Ben Evans, who should have been a starter, in my opinion. Doug Williams, who should have been a starter, uh, a, a long-term starter, in my opinion. Uh, they said we couldn't um, comprehend the playbook. And when you look at the modern-day uh, 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 system, offensive system, they have microphones in their helmets in which, uh, like Brock Purdy, uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan could easily be like, hey, uh, uh, throw it to uh, the tight end. He's open. Right. You know, you see what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a double standard. Um, Warren Moon should have never had to go to the CFL when he was a Heisman quarterback. The best quarterback ever is Warren Moon. Ever. Uh, and I say that with conviction. Because, you know, um, he could read it off it. And that's my opinion. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is. I, I certainly don't believe so. I think we'd have to – if you want to talk about potential and athleticism and what could have been but what wasn't, then you could certainly make that argument. But when you live in reality and you want to look at what was accomplished, and uh, I, I wouldn't put him in that, in that space. Okay, well, on the contrary, compare him to John Elway. John Elway – didn't win a Super Bowl until he had who? Terrell Davis. Yes, okay. but that's you, but you, but, you, but Anthony. My, yeah. my point my point is, we can play the the coulda woulda shoulda game. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I can look at John Elway and talk about him being a supreme athlete who could have gone and played hockey or could have gone baseball, baseball. and he played yeah. he played football. I mean, we can play the coulda woulda shoulda game. I can play that with any athlete at any point in time. But well, I'm only yeah. going to look at the realities of what has taken place. But to your point, yes, in a different world, it would have been real cool to see what his entire NFL career would have looked like having not gone to Canada. His passing yards would have been up there with uh, 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 Peyton Manning and uh, uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. 
and we're and, and we're being ushered out the door. Donovan McNabb, Cam Newton. They 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 should have been able to pick the day that they didn't want to uh, play football anymore. Uh, well, I, I well I think I, I can say this. Okay. Do I believe over the course of time, and this is this is not a belief, this is a fact. Do I believe okay. that all black quarterbacks have been treated fairly? The answer is no. The answer is hell no. But if you want to bring up particular instances, one case does not fit all. Cam Newton ran his body into the ground. Uh, the NFL didn't necessarily tell Cam Newton to stop playing football. His body and then his attitude did. And okay. so I, I'm, I'm not going to make a, a blanket statement and, and kind of put everybody in the same bucket as to why they're, they're no longer in the league. Is that reasonable? Yes, that's reasonable. Okay. Now, I'm sorry to get off the subject now. Well, well Anthony, I got to gotta be honest here. I gotta, yeah. I gotta let you go. You've been here for quite some time now. Well, well, uh, Gardner Mitchell is a starter. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is a starter. So Gardner Mitchell is a gunslinger. Look at his numbers, they are. And I'm gonna let you go with that. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, I think for for Anthony Richardson, I think it it would behoove him to maybe sit and learn from Gardner Minshew his positives and his mistakes. I think that'd make the most sense. That was a that was a long ass call. I mean, damn. Oof. Hey, Shep, am I allowed Am I allowed a smoke break like when the caller is going? No, right? Probably not. Yeah, no. There was a guy, though, pretty good on the radio. He used to take a lot of smoke breaks. Anyway, uh, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Hey, Jay, he's calling from Arkansas. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Jay? And my age ain't nothing up but my blood pressure. Thank you for asking. Uh, your last caller had that comment about black quarterbacks, and I can't remember how many years ago it was, but Sports Illustrated had uh, James Harris from the Rams on the front cover, and there was a section in there talking about why black coaches and quarterbacks don't last in the NFL. You got any comments on that? Or I do don't I know have, if you're even old enough to remember that or not. Do I have a comment on what? The the article or the premise? Either or. Well, first, I, I wasn't necessarily 100% clear on what you referenced. But to talk about the overall premise, it's not surprising. African-American coaches and quarterbacks typically have a, a shorter leash than their white counterparts. If you don't have success, you don't necessarily get the same A, go-round, or same leash to go ahead and have success. That's just a matter of fact. Right. Well, I I didn't know because that was back in some time, I guess, in the 70s. We can look at at the current time and current era, and we can look at coaches who, who fail and then fail up and then we can look at other coaches who fail and don't necessarily always get the next go-around or chance or opportunity. Well, I didn't mean to waste so much of your time, but, you know. that. Well, was no, you were, you were, you were uh, more succinct than uh, our prior caller, so I appreciate you, Jay. Well, it's just that back then they were still here in the hills of Arkansas. Well, there was a you, lot Jay. of that racism and whatever going around. And, yeah. 
Well, I there's, that. Yeah, there's, there's unfortunately, Jay, there's racism all over the place, and not just in the hills of Arkansas, but the entire country and, unfortunately, uh, the world. It only takes a, a little bit of uh, eye-opening and people experiencing things different uh, to kind of change their perspective. I appreciate you for calling from Arkansas, though. You have a good night, okay? You too. Thank you, right. Jay. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate you. It took me, it took me some real listening. To try to really listen, he got a he got a deep old voice. Yeah, I had to listen deeply to know what he was saying. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio eight five five two one two four CBS. Hey, I promise you, when we come back from break, you won't have to listen deeply to anything. We're gonna talk about a guy and his dad. Good relationship. I'm happy for him. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I've been listening to you maybe 10, 11 months, and I always appreciate you being poignant, intelligent, and exacting when you have to be. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. We've talked to Anthony Richardson, we've talked about some of the other young quarterbacks. Uh, we talked black quarterbacks and their opportunities in the NFL. And we talked about Messi, a legend. And let, let's, let's put some positivity out here onto the airwaves. You know, we didn't get a chance to touch on it last night. But I'd be remiss if I didn't, didn't show love here to Dwayne Wade and actually acknowledge the love that Dwayne Wade just overall showed to his own dad, the love that Dwayne Wade showed to Allen Iverson, it's uh, what I would say is a, a dose of positivity. I don't know too many people, really, I don't know anybody, really, that has a negative word to say about, about Dwayne Wade. And, and not, not, not because of what he's done as a basketball player and winning that championship with Shaq leading the way and then winning another couple of championships you know, with that LeBron James guy being a multiple-time All-Star, being an all-world defender at the shooting guard position, blocking shots all over the damn place, going to the basket like a man on fire, always on the ground because he played so hard. I'm just talking about Dwayne Wade the dude. Never heard a negative word uttered by the man. And so it wasn't surprising on Saturday as he was inducted into the Naismith Hall of Fame that he wanted to honor two people who helped influence him just in life in general. Well, first, let's, let's think about the, the basketball influence. That would happen to be Allen Iverson. There's a reason why Wade wore the number he did. There's a reason why he styled himself on the court the way that he did. And it was for the man who inducted him into the Hall of Fame, and that's Mr. Allen Iverson, who came out wearing a number three on the back of his suit, as only Allen Iverson could. Uh, this is Dwayne Wade showing love to AI. I wore an arm sleeve throughout my career because AI did. I respectfully 
water number three throughout my college and NBA career to represent the love and the respect that I have for this man. So from the bottom of my heart, you are the culture, and we love you, and we thank you, Allen Iverson. And he went past that. He went back even further, a little bit more personal than Allen Iverson. At one point during the ceremony, Dwayne Wade told his dad to stand up, and then he ushered him onto the stage. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Dwayne Wade knew his dad before he even knew who the hell an Allen Iverson was, and he certainly paid him those respects. Listen to this. So even though I hated being called Little Dwayne, I admired you as a kid. I admire you now. We had the same exact dream, and we carry the same exact name, Dwayne Tyrone Wade. To know we hustled all the way to the Basketball Hall of Fame is God's will. So, Pops, I know your knees are a little sore, but will you join me on stage as we take our rightful step into basketball heaven? I love you, and I'm thankful for you. I love you too, man. We're in the Hall of Fame, dog. Yeah, that, that, that got to be cool, especially for his dad. I mean, how many, how many fathers can just say, oh, man, this is, this is what I have. Like, you can have hopes and aspirations and dreams, and especially today, we have so many, what are they, helicopter parents, they call them now. They, they see the money that the athletes make. Uh, they, they see the opportunities that are in front of them. And instead of, of, of just supporting their goals and aspirations, they, they just, oh, I need you to be this superstar. I, I can't even count how many times that you could just pop open the phone and you know, some parent is losing their ever-loving mind at, a, at an AAU game. You know, some parent is berating uh, an umpire at a Little League game. And it goes, man, and, and you wonder why a lot of the professional athletes that we end up with, why they're the ones who run around like, like petulant children. And so congratulations to uh, Dwayne Wade, senior and junior. Uh, that's a hell of an accomplishment. And for all of the, the love and accolades that we see uh, shown and shared between the players, it's cool to get a direct acknowledgement. From Dwayne Wade to his dad. Jerry, you know your positivity. You know what's fascinating about that? Shoot. Is that, you know, we, we know of his mom. She's been in the public eye. She was in a commercial with Dwayne Wade in his final season. I think that's the first time, and you and I have watched basketball forever, and we remember Dwayne at Marquette. We remember Dwayne as a rookie in 2003, obviously played 16 seasons. That's the first time I have ever seen his dad in public. And for him to bring up his dad in the fashion that he did, I've never seen that ever at a Hall of Fame speech before. It's just amazing that we didn't know really anything about his dad, and for his dad to get that kind of spotlight, I mean, one of 180 that was in terms of the life of Dwayne Wade. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's pretty cool, especially like for what I just said. When you have so many, so many loudmouth parents, it, it's nice to a certain degree that LeVar Ball, yeah, we can look at his his aspirations from a business perspective and the support for his sons, uh, that's great. But then when you look at the other element that he brought uh, to it, being, being ridiculously bombastic, but then also being, being loud and outlandish, 
it's pretty cool now. And, and his, his sons, all three are in different levels of the league. One is uh, still has all-star potential coming back from a, a broken ankle. Another son, the knee is blown out. The other one, uh, not even in the league. But it was nice to see him take a step back and let his sons get the shine. Uh, and so, yeah, you're correct. I've never seen Dwayne Wade's dad. I believe his mom, I think she is a preacher or a reverend or something of the like. And I, I never seen this dude's dad before. And and so it's nice, as, as you mentioned, to just see him, you know, go out there and, and, and get some, some accolades and, and get some love. Uh, it's it's cool. You know, people have varying degrees of relationships with their parents. Uh, not everybody has their dad in their life. Not everybody has their mom in their life. Not everybody has the best of familiar relationships. Uh, but when you see that, that bond that exists and that's there, you, you can't help but appreciate uh, what we saw. And I remember vividly, one thing I'll never forget, and people can crap on Kevin Durant until, uh, you know, the sky turns a different color. I'll, I'll never forget. If there's one MVP speech that I remember, and I probably heard every single one from the past long time, decades, the only MVP speech I remember is when Kevin Durant told his mom, She's the real MVP because it's real and it hits you. And uh, there, there's something about just just familial love that you, you can't take for granted. So congratulations to Dwayne Wade and congrats as well to everybody else that, that went into the hall this past weekend, whether it's Popovich or Gasol. I know last night we briefly talked about Becky Hammond. You have Tony Parker going in. Uh, Dirk, much love to them all. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get to some of your calls on the other side of the break. Uh, I I told you we had some positivity, and I guess now we have to be hit with uh, reality. Over the past few days, the past two days, and maybe this has been bubbling now for years, former NFL offensive lineman Michael Orr, he's beefing with, I guess, what he thought was his adopted family. They made him sign, allegedly, a conservatorship, and, and now they're bouncing back or hitting back at him. It's, it's not, looking, not looking pretty. It's not looking familiar at all. We'll talk about it. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. What you have, you can't even put a price on it, is you have a platform, and you always handle your platform with responsibility. And for that, I look up to you, and I respect you, and I appreciate you. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855 212 4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You know, right before we went to break, we talked about uh, Dwayne Wade, the love that he showed to his dad. And if you've been reading any type of news over the past couple of days, you know that there's the uh, the opposite of love. I, I, I guess I don't know if I want to go as far to call it hate. We all know about Michael Orr 
former NFL offensive lineman drafted by the Ravens. They made a whole story in a movie out of him, the blind side, Sandra Bullock. Uh, he hasn't played in the league since 2016. Okay, he won a Super Bowl championship with those Ravens, uh, made another appearance in 2015 with Carolina, and he's been out of the league. And so he's been, he's been working, he's been busy putting out books. He uh, just put out a, a, another book. And this is, this is where a larger shoe was dropped. Over the years, we've gotten inklings from Michael Orr that he didn't necessarily appreciate how he was portrayed in the film. We got senses or, or, or feelers that, you know, there was some animosity between him and the Tui family, which, which took him in. And now it's, it's going a step further. The Tuies, who, who brought him in as a high school student, uh, Michael Orr is saying they tricked him into signing a document that made them his conservators and that they didn't necessarily uh, uh, adopt him and that they, they made him sign his document, gave, giving them legal authority to make business deals off of him. Uh, he said they never really adopted him. They only tried to make money off of his back, off of his story. He said they embellished the story. And a matter of fact, uh, he was on Jim Rome's show. Shout-outs to DA, uh, who was holding it down, Damon Amendolora. And he was talking about his book, and he was more so talking about the misconceptions and, and what he did not appreciate from being in that the, the film and just as an overall and, and this is what Michael Orr had to say. I think it took away the hard work and the dedication that I created uh, from a child and going to school in the third grade, getting myself up, first one in the locker room, last one out. Uh, and I think the biggest for me is, you know, being portrayed, uh, not being able to read or write. Uh, second grade, I was doing plays and for in front of the school, and I, I think that's one of the when you go into a locker room and your teammates don't think that you can learn a playbook, you know that weighs heavy uh, on someone. You, you know, and you have to understand. I understand that the movie has given me a position. I'm honored to have the position it's given me, but you know you have to understand. Yeah, before I moved in with the family, I was an all American. That's what I want the generations behind me to see in this book right here, to understand that you don't have to come have someone save you and rescue you to go out and be successful. You got every tool uh, in you. And this book right here is a playbook on life. Yeah, it's the book, by the way, is called When Your Back's Against the Wall. And so he has made these claims that the family has pocketed all the money and he hasn't really seen a dime of it and he doesn't get a split, but everybody in the Tui family sees money. And, and let's also keep this in mind. Uh, the Tui family is, is worth a lot of money. We're, we're talking millions upon millions of dollars. Uh, according to the Tui's own lawyer, he says they are worth more than a hundred million dollars. So, uh, what's it matter to me or you? It doesn't. They got a lot of money. And so their retort and response to all of this is, like, we've, we've given him a split of everything. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he's shaking us down. 
before he filed this petition in the courts of Tennessee, he had a lawyer come after us and say, hey, give me $15 million or, you know, we, we won't file this. And, and so this is just a, a nasty back and forth. I can't tell you who did what or who didn't do what. Uh, this is just ugly all around as the, the allegations get tossed around. And so what was a, I, I guess, a, a good heartfelt movie back in, in 2009, The Blind Side? Ugh, here we are in 2023, and, and slop is being thrown uh, by both parties and participants in the movie. It's, uh, it's bad here. I, I don't know who's telling the truth, who's not. Could Michael Orr be out here looking for some money? Yeah, he could be. Could the family said, okay, we'll, we'll take a few liberties? Yeah, maybe, but they got tons of money. I mean, would they want to go ahead and, and reach for more? It's, it's just ugly all the way around, man. What's on your mind, Shep? Well, JR, just very quickly, the, the thing that's troubling about this is, you know, this was not just a, a great film, as you alluded to, in 2009. This was a, nominated for an Academy Award. Like, this, this changed Sandra Bullock's career. She, was, she won an Academy Award. Like, this was huge back in 2009. So what I'm really troubled with is that if someone came out in my life and I had a movie about me and said I didn't know how to read and a family is the reason that catapulted me into getting a scholarship in the first place and, and catapulted me into playing the sport, a sport I never even saw, there's such a misrepresentation of what actually took place in this movie and his real life Here's where I'm confused. Why come out with this 14 years later? And JR, why are there not more vocal people, whether it was teammates, whether it was teachers? Because, JR, a teacher would come out and say, whoa, 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 let, 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 let's slow the roll on this. Michael knew how to read. Michael knew how to write. Like, let's not completely false, you know, falsify and mischaracterize this young man. So that, that's what's all confusing and troubling to me about this story. I think it's, I think it's early. I still think it's early. Like the we we've gotten for a few years now that there was there was some beef there, and and what people typically won't do publicly is is kind of you know yell from the mountaintops unless they 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 have their own personal agendas that they want to go out and and and, and kind of feed. So I'm I'm not I'm not all that shocked that no one has popped up. I, would it, would I be shocked over the next few days if? We started getting some stories where this is not true or true. The, the cat is out the bag. We've heard about some of his displeasure over the past few years, but to know that he filed a petition in, in court uh, looking for money because of, of what he felt was false representation, this opens things up just in a grand way. Uh, but I agree with your earlier point. What, what took so long? I mean, their lawyer says, hey, this ain't the first time he's come knocking at the well. And uh, he's had other lawyers who have filed the petitions or at least he tried to get them to. And the lawyers are just like, man, I ain't touching this. You don't got you don't got too much to stand on. And uh, they say now he has a lawyer that does. Um, It's going to play out. I mean, are they going to end up in court? Likely. And then we're going to find out soon enough, uh, you know, who was. Who's being a jackass? Was it him? Was it the family? It's just uh, a terrible situation. These things happen all the time, not not with the same degree, not with a movie, not with Academy Awards, and you know, not for public consumption. But this is why I said what, what happened with Dwayne Wade and his dad, 
when you see these instances played out publicly, you can't help but but go, man, damn, that's that's a sweet thing. That's a beautiful thing to see. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Daniel is calling from Ontario. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Daniel? How are you today? Good. What's up? Hey, I just wanted to say, you know, NBA players, a lot of them are known for their egos and for – for Dwayne Wade to do that, it's, it's just amazing. He's always I always thought he was a class act. You know, it just shows shows the type of person he is, how he was raised. Yeah, right? I, I can't think of, of anything. Well, I, I, I do believe, I do believe at, at one point in time he was not with Gabrielle Union. I believe he, he was able to uh, go and have a child outside of his relationship. They ain't none of my business. Uh but all th- Everybody makes mistakes, right? Like, yeah. All, all things considered, in his career, what's mm-hmm. the what's the dark mark where not, Dwayne not Wade change, prof- you know, professionally not, not change exactly, but not to change sports. But you know, I'm more of a hockey guy, and right. watching you know the Wayne Gretzky play, and everything was about his dad. He praised his dad constantly, right? So it's it's great to see. No, it's nice. It'd be nice. It, it, it'd be nice to see less jackassery. And, and more Absolutely. honor in sports. And thank you, Daniel, for calling from Ontario. Like, I'm, I'm all here for – I, I, I want to see competition. I want to see beef. I, I, I enjoy the storylines. But, you know, all, all the time, like – oh, my God. Like James Harden. Did, did he get dropped on his head? Did he? Did somebody drop James Harden on his head? Are his braids too tight? Is he that into himself? And I, I think the answer is yes to all of the above. Uh, you want to talk about an ego. Who, who is feeding James Harden some of this information uh, where he's just blasting the GM and, oh, my God, he's a, he's a liar. I'll never play for this dude ever again. Oh, spare me. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that dude. Even his agent now is chiming in. Uh, Don is here from Birmingham in Alabama. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah, on this uh, movie deal, you know, with a kid and the and the and the parents, so they had nothing to do with writing the movie. The movie was written by other people, and they would put stuff in there to make it more dramatic. So he's suing the wrong people. He should be suing. If he didn't like the way he was portrayed in the movie, he should sue the people that made the movie. Uh, his. His issue isn't so much with the individuals who made the movie. His issue is with the family and the sharing of the proceeds of the film. That is the petition that he filed with the court. He says that the family lied to him, not about the contents of the film, but about the agreement that they had. And even his agreement with the family that would allegedly take him in and adopt him. That's his issue. Well, they couldn't. They couldn't adopt him because he was eighteen, so they had to draw up a paper. So well, that is his. That is his point. He says that he was tricked into signing of uh, uh, papers that listed them as his conservators. That is his point. Yes. Right. Right. So that's the only way the college would let him play. Look. He, so, are you you telling me, or you want to tell him this? Well, I don't know somebody, you know, there's a lot of different twists on it, but I'm saying the college wouldn't let him in without somebody 
being you know, they couldn't. He was too old for them to adopt, so they signed that conservatorship, or whatever you call it, to get him to where he could play college football. What his his issue is that they tricked him into signing it. That's his point. And they only well, did it so they could make money off of him. Yeah. Well, the daddy, daddy just the father just sold his businesses for two hundred million dollars. So I don't think they need a whole lot of his money. Yeah, I, I would think so too. I know they've been heavily involved in the restaurant business, and yeah, so he if he thinks million. if he thinks that they have taken him for a ride, then we're gonna find out. If he is trying to take them for a ride or an easy out, then we're gonna find out. Uh, this is likely well, gonna play out in the legal system. Are the reason they portrayed him like that in the movie, and they had nothing to do with it. They had nothing to do with what? They, they had nothing to do with what was put in the movie. The, the people come in, they take the story. No, Don, 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 Don. That that's that's not that's not wholly accurate. At some okay. point in time, at some point in time, you have to sign on the dotted line to release your life story. And so it's a whole lot more than whoever writes whatever has an opportunity to do so. There's, there's more intricacies involved in that. But that's not the well, issue, and that's yeah. not the story. The story is. This is a story. He feels they lied to him. That's the point. Forget the movie. <laughs> it's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of being lied to, that James Harden guy... He's a millionaire. He feels he got lied to. He's a bum. I'll explain. Don't move. 